You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels podcast. This is our special episode to talk about all things Forces of Destiny and uh, San Diego Comic-Con 2017. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me, I've got a special guest host specifically here to talk about Forces of Destiny, and that is uh, Jonah Marie Macias, uh, also known as uh, Blue Jay Guys on, uh, on Twitter. You probably, everybody knows, everybody knows you in the Star <laughs> Wars community. You're... You're one of those names, right? There's a few people there that's like, oh, yeah, I know who that is, right? <laughs> I, thanks for being here. Thank you so much. I honestly don't even know how that came to happen, but that's cool. <laughs> uh, I do. I can tell you how that came to happen. You talk about Star Wars a lot, and you say insightful things, and uh, you're, you're a nice, genuine person, and I think that uh, the people at Lucasfilm have have uh, glommed onto you a little bit. <laughs> and so when I, I I started to notice you on Twitter because like I, I think I had started following you, but then once I started following you, I see, I see would see your username pop up and it wouldn't just be, you know, you talking, it would also be like, like Tracy at Lucasfilm replying to you, right? Oh, or yeah. like conversations back and forth. And I was like, you know, and you take notice, right? There's, like I said, there's a handful of people online that it's like, oh, those are the Star Wars people there. If you're <laughs> in the community, you, you might not know them, but you definitely are familiar, right? Gotcha. Um, yeah. It, it's just fun to talk online like i i normally flail about and whatnot and get overly excited about things yeah but you know everyone who works at lucasfilm is just uh, a fan like like us so yeah. i just approach it as like oh you know they're just another fan like i am and then uh i think that's where uh that all stems from and and it's fun talking to other people who are are just in love with star wars as you are yeah for sure i mean that's the that's the the best thing uh, about the era that we're in right now. I think is that uh, I, you know, I we went through the dark times uh, when there were no movies, <laughs> when there were <laughs> sporadic books, 
and maybe some comics and a video game every now and then. But I, I, you know, actually post prequels, I, the mainstream might have forgotten about Star Wars, but but we were all there, <laughs> right, 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 with the Clone Wars <laughs> and and the New Jedi Order and uh, and and uh, just uh, the 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 legacy stuff after that. Um, yeah, like it's it, like Star Wars was was alive and well in that era, and then Disney bought them, and now everybody's a Star Wars fan again. Right. To uh, some capacity, which is really cool. Yeah, it's uh, it's I'm kind of on the other other uh, uh, side with that. Like, I feel like it's swung so far to one side that I'm like, can everybody just like get out of my fandom for five minutes? Like, (laughs) like it's crowded in here and there's a lot of people just kind of wandering around that don't know what they're doing. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to Star Wars it up over here, but uh, but I'm, and I'm just so much content, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's one of the great things. Right. And and we're going to talk about uh, Forces of Destiny in a minute. And that is one of those examples of of um, it, and this this goes to my point of, of there's kind of too many people in the fandom at the moment because uh, anybody who's a real hardcore Star Wars fan. Uh, and and I'm willing to say this. Um, I think if you're a hardcore Star Wars fan, you watched Forces of Destiny and you went, oh, that was cool. And you also watched Star Wars Rebels and you watched The Clone Wars and you watch all of the movies and you might like and dislike things for different reasons. I mean, like, I don't really read the books, but, but I try and stay versed on them to be mm-hmm. a part of the conversation. But... <clears throat> Like, like the the people who who want to say, oh, the Clone Wars isn't real Star Wars, or I, I, oh, what's all, what's with all this girl stuff in Star Wars now? How come it's all about girls? Where's the boy stuff? And it's like, if you have to ask that question, you, you, I don't know that this is really the place for you because Star right. Wars is for everybody, right? It always has been, and that's the thing. Mm-hmm. So. So like that's yeah. that's how I feel about it and and you know I I know that's it's a little bit I'm a little bit crotchety about it but I just get so tired of people um complaining about things that don't hurt anybody and in fact are really great for people that might not be you. <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, it's so true. It's, and it's it's it's, a, yeah, it's an interesting I, thing. Yeah, you get tired of that conversation over and over again. Mm-hmm. And if you're asking those sort of questions, then you haven't been really paying attention to Star Wars and all of the characters that came before because they represent something that we should be striving for. And and yeah, it's just a shame to see people react that way in, in an adverse way. And you just want to be able to let people enjoy what they enjoy. And um, if you don't like something, um, you don't need to comment on it. And that's the thing. A lot of people today think that they need to comment Mm -hmm. on every single little thing when it's not necessary. I personally don't read the comics, but I don't comment on, oh, you know, I'm not a big fan of this or I don't like these comics and whatnot. And but I let people who enjoy the comics just enjoy the comments. So uh, the comics, I mean, so, yeah, yeah. it's just a, it's a it's a delicate balance that a lot of people are not really getting the hang of nowadays on social media. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's not just Star Wars. It's everything. Right. Like yeah. if I hear another comment about how all of these Marvel movies are the same and I don't go to Marvel movies because I don't 
all the these cookie cutter superhero movies. It's like, well, yeah, clearly you don't go to these movies because uh, Doctor Strange is not the same thing as Guardians of the Galaxy, and those are different from the Avengers movies. And Iron Man is his <laughs> own thing, and right, like Ant Man had its own vibe. Like all of these movies are totally their own thing, but people just want to be hyperbolic, yeah. and and especially, I mean, like. When, uh, when Wonder Woman came out, which Wonder Woman was a great movie, I I thought it was was really well done. Um, Wonder Woman being a good movie didn't take anything away from Marvel movies, and yet the conversation online was like was like, oh my god, Wonder Woman is so much better than all those crappy Marvel movies. And it's like, <laughs> why does it have to be a dichotomy, right? Like, and I think right. that, I think Star Trek is getting the the brunt of that in the Star Trek versus Star Wars conversation because i know star trek beyond last year got slammed by a lot of people and i thought that movie was awesome i thought it was Mm. great like but people want to be like it's not as good as a star wars movie and it's like well no but what is star wars is the best (laughs) like like that's it's unfair to compare anything to star wars but yeah i I think that people need to just kind of like sit back and just enjoy what they enjoy and try and be um try to be positive on the internet which is a really difficult right. feat sometimes but yeah i think I, I i do think that like there's a there's a cultural thing but but hopefully you know it, these things come in waves and they kind of the pendulum swings back and forth so we're in this really hypercritical or we have been in this really hypercritical era and and you know in some places i feel it swinging back and and um, I know the Star Wars podcast community is definitely one of those places where I think that people are more or less pleased with everything that's coming out. Um, <laughs> in my opinion, when it comes to the novels, they're a little too pleased, but I, <laughs> some of them could be a little bit better. But I, I yeah, like it, it, it's it's uh, it feels like maybe we're getting into more of a positive conversation within the community itself. But then there's the people who come from outside, these people who are. Uh, who weren't fans d- uh, during the prequel era, uh, but now that we're in the sequel era, they're all like, what are you talking about? I've been a Star Wars fan forever. And it's like, well, you like Star Wars. I don't know if, you know, like I I know Star Wars fans. I, I have many friends who are Star Wars fans. Uh, if you just watch the movies and you only go see them in the theater once, I think you like Star Wars. I don't know if you get the badge of Star Wars fan these days, right? I think it's a pretty high bar. I think. Um, uh, well, well, it depends. I mean, there's there's various degrees and shades of of being a fan. You know, my mom's a casual fan. Yeah. I would consider her. You know, she's only seen the movies, uh, especially the more, more recent ones, once or mm-hmm. twice. Um, and then she, but she watches Star Wars Rebels, and yeah. and we podcast about Star Wars Rebels. So, but so, yeah, you, like, I, I would consider her. Fan. There you go, though, right? Like, like you you say, like, oh, casual fan, but then you're like, but you watch Star Wars Rebels. Well, Star (laughs) Wars Rebels isn't necessarily that casual unless you're under the age of fourteen. I think. Oh, that's because I make her do it (laughs) for sure. But and then you make her get on the mic and podcast about it. Like your mom has had a conversation with Dave Filoni, so. You know, like, like, like that's I that's pretty high ranking Star Wars fandom in my book. So, you know, I, but uh, yeah, I do you want to get it? Let's talk about let's talk about Forces of Destiny specifically. Yeah. Um, so Forces of Destiny, for those who've been living under rocks, uh, is 
a series of uh, uh, animated shorts. Uh, they're two D animated shorts, um, and they actually they focus around the female characters in the Star Wars galaxy. So um, there are stories about Rey and Leia, uh, Ahsoka. Padme, there's one about Jin Erso. Uh, Sabine shows up in one of them. Um, so they're they're all about the the female heroes, uh, female characters. Um, and I, 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 we were kind of alluding to it before. There was a bit of a controversy when this was announced, but um, um, I, for one, as as a, uh, a, a cisgender uh, straight white male <laughs> who is not necessarily the audience for for forces of destiny I was super excited about it just as a Star Wars fan and then beyond that I was really excited about it because uh, I have uh, an 11 month old daughter and I and I want her to grow up uh, a Star Wars fan and in the fandom. So stuff like this is kind of exactly what what I'm asking for as a fan and as a father of, of, a, of a future fan. Um, so I was all about it, but but there were a lot of people out there who who thought that it was um, too politically charged, I guess. I don't know. Mm. did you did you encounter a lot of that? I did. I, I I know a lot of people say don't read the comments, but yeah. I normally do. <laughs> yeah. um, but the thing is, I've I've grown over the past couple of years, especially being exposed to social media as much as I've been exposed to. I've learned to. There's a, I forget who it was that said it, but I, you can't control other people's reactions. You can only control your reaction. So mm-hmm. I don't let those kind of comments agitate me because unfortunately I can't really change that person's mind. I might engage in a conversation, but if that person isn't willing to have an open mind, then unfortunately that's where we diverge on paths. And um, I have seen a lot of comments regarding forces of destiny. And unfortunately some of them, most of them have been very negative towards the series and no, there's just no, reason why i mean it's if it's more star wars i don't understand why that would be an issue mm-hmm. um i mean more the more star wars the better um but it's also something that you know while i'm waiting for star wars rebels while i'm waiting for freemaker adventures it's another thing to digest and it also highlights some of my favorite characters some of the heroes that i admire like jen and and leia and ahsoka so I, I've, I've seen those comments, but I, like I said, I normally, if I do engage, it's just to have a, um, an educated conversation. If that doesn't happen, then I just step away and I don't let it affect me. And if it does, then I'll just take a walk around the block and then come back and then do something more fun or positive. And, and that's the best that you can do. You can't really control everyone else. You can only control how you react and how you present yourself on social media. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I, I, let's talk, let's talk about like specifics of the show. Um, did, what what was your favorite episode? 
My favorite, you'd think it'd be Ahsoka because Ahsoka would be, is my favorite character, mm. or at least one of my favorite characters. And uh, I, I actually love those, but my favorite turned out to be The Stranger with Jin. Mm-hmm. And that one really hit home for me because as a kid, you, I, would, I grew up um, not being the popular one in in the class i was usually the nerd sitting in the corner so um you know you'd you'd often experience some type of bullying um not physically but through words and whatnot so uh i kind of i i felt what those two stormtroopers were doing to that little girl and it it like hit me in a very personal level and jen stepping up to do something about it is something that we should all do and aspire to do, which is to step in and, and say, no, that's that's not right. And uh, yeah, I, I love that short. And it's the one that I've watched the most. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, I actually it, I did like the uh, the first Ahsoka one the most. Uh, the, the Padawan path. I thought that was a great episode. It felt like it felt like a little snippet of Clone Wars. Yeah. And, and it felt like almost like the intro to an episode of Clone Wars. Um, and, and being such a big Clone Wars fan, I just, I, I really enjoyed that. But <clears throat> I also liked, uh, I, I liked the, uh, the Echo Base episode. Um, I, I just, the, the moment when they reveal the Wampa and then it's like holding <laughs> Chewie and Chewie, the look on Chewie's face, like I think the animators just did such a great job of capturing. There's a, there's a thing about Chewbacca that, um, I, I think it gets overlooked way too much and it's one of the things that that jj abrams really nailed in in the force awakens and and that i'm so happy that he did and that's chewy's soft side right yes. like like that soft side's not really like when he appears in in uh revenge of the sith it's not really there because he doesn't really do anything right and it's <laughs> like that's but that's the thing that makes chewbacca chewbacca it's defined in that moment in uh in a new hope when i when when he's when they come out of the garbage compactor and yes. and Chewie's all like scared and Han's like what are you scared of like and he shoots the blaster and he's like like what is your problem and it's like you've got these humans especially like Leia and Luke who are like these small I uh, I uh, you know young humans that uh, that that don't particularly look that tough and then you've got this like seven and a half foot tall Wookiee covered in fur and has fangs and and moments before was like growling at people and being intense and now and then we see him in this moment and you're like oh oh he's not that scary he's not like he's he's actually a big softy and then that comes out throughout all the movies and and the 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 moment in the force awakens when he's uh, getting uh, the, the medic is, is treating him and he's, and he's talking and she's like, Oh, that sounds scary. Oh, wow. And it's like, <laughs> that's Chewbacca. So that moment of him just being like, help me, please. It, it's so good. It's just such a great moment. And, and you've also got R2D2 in there who is, uh, uh, <clears throat> the hero of the first two trilogies. Um, kind of hard for him to be a hero in, in, the force awakens because he slept the whole time yeah Although he did he, he does did. he does literally save the day at the end but yeah he did. <laughs> he's like everybody's like well we destroyed star killer base but we're still kind of hooped and he's like <laughs> r2's like oh you guys want to find luke i know where he is 
It's like, <laughs> come on, dude, this whole time. Um, He's my personal hero in that movie only because I wish I could sleep as long as he did in real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, he's just been chilling for like the last 20 years. No big deal. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's just, just in low power mode and hanging out. Um, yeah. I, I, I really liked both of those episodes. But um, I was actually really, really impressed by the whole series. Um, the, the, the whole thing was, was really well done and you could tell that there was, um, the same attention to detail and care that you would get in something like the Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels. And obviously, you know, Dave Filoni, uh, has a lot to do with that. Um, I think it's why Ahsoka kind of, I, I really feel like Ahsoka and Rey get the best treatment in Forces of Destiny. Mm -hmm. Everybody's kind of got good moments. Um, Leia is in the most episodes. Leia is in three episodes, so she kind of she kind of wins for that. But I, uh, but but I really feel like Ahsoka gets some really great moments. Um, and and those t first two episodes with Rey, um, they're they're really interesting. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Especially because they build on the 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 actual story of the Force Awakens. They play within that film um as mm -hmm. do ewok escape and and uh beasts of echo base but uh, i i the with the clone wars ones i feel like the uh they can play a little bit more outside of and then bounty of trouble is uh is more of a star wars rebels um yeah 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 um and like bounty of trouble just feels like the the character introductions that we got back at the beginning of star wars rebels so it kind of it's kind of like oh we get another one of these with sabine that's cool um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, that one was uh, awesome and i love how there's a mishmash uh in these shorts like some of them you can walk away with a lesson or moral yeah. and then the others are more action and intense and uh basically bridge uh, storylines here and there and, yeah. and I like what particularly about the Ray episodes were the fact that you get an understanding of why Ray doesn't give up BB-8 it's not just because he's adorable There's yeah. they went through a bonding yeah. uh, through several bonding moments together and yeah. and that's the reason why she doesn't give him up even though all that food is presented to her by Uncle Ankar Plot, and it's yeah. just uh, that really hit me, and it made me. I mean, I, I I'm not Ray's biggest fan. I know there are huge fans of Ray's out there, but it was. I'm still not there with the character where I can go, mm. oh my god, I love her so much. But I I I respect her more because of of that moment because you see her compassion yeah. in both episodes, and I just I I really love that about how they're highlighting these specific traits and actions made by these characters enhancing them and i and for people like me who aren't there yet with that character are one step closer now because mm. now i can i can actually connect with this character a bit more than i did with, than what i did with the force awakens yeah for sure yeah i i, I had uh, a similar experience with the stranger because um i'm i'm pretty famous on this podcast for not really liking rogue one very much um i didn't i didn't it, it just Jin's character just didn't connect with me and i found her gotcha. to be really inconsistent within the film um mm -hmm. but the stranger shows us Jin obviously before rogue one be kind of hard to show her after <laughs> yeah. I, spoilers <laughs> but i i sort of like like and it feels like it's pretty close to before 
Rogue One, especially considering she's wearing the same outfit that she wears in that film. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, it gives us that softer, um, more heroic side to that character, which was something that I personally felt was missing in the movie, especially in the first two thirds, because uh, you go through that movie and she's kind of a pain in the butt. And <laughs> I, I, She's like she's very rough around the edges and you can't understand why, like other than the fact that Cassian needs her, um, why he feels any sort of allegiance to her. Like there's a few decisions that he makes regarding Jin that it's like, well, that didn't really have anything to do with the fact that you need her. That was, you know, like just sort of uh, I, you seem to care about her for some reason. And I didn't like those those moments don't connect with me. And then in the in the last half of them or in the last third of the movie, all of a sudden she's talking like Princess Leia and acting like like Leia. And you're like, well, that came out of nowhere. She was really mean <laughs> earlier, like yeah, just, a, yeah. just a terrible person at the, in the first act of the film. Just kind of mm-hmm. like I really don't care about anybody's cause. I, I, don't, I don't care about anything. Just leave me alone. Um, it's like, well, I guess not... it's because she I mean thinking about it now I guess yeah. she just saw that hope that really wasn't there for her mm-hmm. it just it wasn't present at all and then when she saw that there's actually a chance of this working she's wanting she wants to go through with it yeah yeah and yeah so like with, with the stranger and, and with getting that peek inside her character and to see her act in that heroic way that really selfless way it that that then sort of retcons the character for me a little bit mm-hmm. and and lets me look at the moments in Rogue One with a different lens, right? And sort of right. go like, well, <clears throat> why is she so upset at the beginning of Rogue One? Like what what's the thing that's that's got her in that headspace? Because the person she is at the end of the movie and the person she is in the stranger seem consistent. But that person that she is in the first two acts of Rogue One before her father dies, <clears throat> that's different. That that's, She seems like she's in a different headspace. Mm-hmm. And, and so now I can look at it and go like, well, clearly there's more story there. What happened to her in in the the work camps? Right. We don't know. We don't we don't have that part of the story yet. Right. Maybe she went in there hopeful. Maybe she went in there with a heroic mindset and who, we don't even know how long she was in those work camps, right? Like, right, right. She, maybe she was in there a couple of years. Maybe it was a year. Maybe it was six months. Maybe it was a week. We don't know. And mm-hmm. what events transpired in there that may have led to her being a little bit more hopeless at the beginning of the movie until she found that that heroism again. Right. Um, you know, I when, mean, when she's given recommended- that mission. So. Right. It, it's been recommended to me that I I haven't read it yet. And I know you're not into novels as mm-hmm. much, but Rebel Rising apparently touches on okay. some of those topics, uh, especially the the whole ending up in jail part. And, and, and I think it addresses also the headspace that we okay. find her in. So I, I haven't read it yet. I definitely want to pick it up and read it, especially yeah. now that that short has mo- motivated me to find out yeah. more about Jin. So I'm, I'm intrigued. And I that that short really. Uh, is definitely a favorite of mine because of it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and and I I just watched Rogue One. Uh, regular listeners of the podcast will know that I watched it last week after recording with Matt. Um, I had the house <laughs> all to myself, so I was like, uh, "Well, I'm gonna." It, it had just arrived on Netflix, and so I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to rewatch Rogue One. And um, it was an interesting rewatch because it was it was post watching The Strangers. So I kind of had this new mindset. I wanted to go (laughs) into it and really like try to enjoy it. Um, And I did. I found myself enjoying it a lot more than I did previously. I think I think sitting at home and watching it at home was a better experience for me than than um than in the theater and i think with some of these movies i mean like i know that a lot of people had this reaction to the force awakens they wanted it to be one thing and then it was different from what they were expecting so they didn't like it initially but then after a while they kind of came around to it and i think that i'm having the same experience with rogue one I still have a lot of the same like technical issues with mm-hmm. the way that the movie's cut and uh, and a few of the moments in the film. Um, um, and what jumped out at me on this most recent rewatch uh, more than anything was actually Cassian's character inconsistencies, which I hadn't <laughs> noticed before because I was so focused on Jin. So Jin. this time's like, okay, I'm not focused on Jin in that way anymore. And then I started noticing Cassian sort of like. <laughs> And, and part of me is going like, is he just doing that because she's a cute girl? Like, like what's what is his deal? Like, it's I don't know. It's really weird. And I think they kind of wrote themselves into a weird corner with mm. both of those characters because they're like, it's a Star Wars movie. They're rebels. They're heroes. But they're both kind of jerks. So, <laughs> like, they're really mean to each other and to other people. And... They're kind of like, they're just not particularly nice or all that redeemable on the outset. And then, and then you see them do these things and you're like, well, maybe they're a little bit better than that. Right. Like you kind of, you kind of start to see those, those bits come through, but, um, it's the sort of thing where like, I think Cassian, if he had the time to, to grow over three movies, like a character like Han Solo does. Um, by the end of that third movie, you know, he'd be hugging Ewoks and uh, and 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 dancing at, at the end of the movie. Right. And hanging out with with that, uh, with all of his friends smiling as opposed to, you know, the beginning of the movie where he's like, you know, screw you guys. I'm taking my reward uh, and, and leaving. <laughs> I'm not I'm not sticking around long enough to get blown up by the Death Star. Right. right. Um, so who knows? But we don't get that opportunity because they stuck around too long and got blown up by a Death Star. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, sadly. So the way it goes. Sometimes. Rest in peace. Yeah. Says. Pieces. Uh, little tiny atomized pieces. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think that it's so great um, with Star Wars and experiencing all the different types of media that there are. Um, you can you can find those different things to latch onto with the characters. Um, and one version of the character might not be to your taste and then another one might be, I mean, like Anakin, obviously in, 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 uh, the Phantom Menace is a little bit, uh, a little bit lackluster <laughs> to say the least. And then, you know, he's all right in attack of the clones and, and revenge of the Sith slightly more in revenge of the Sith, but Matt Lanter as Anakin Skywalker in in the Clone Wars, uh, and of course also appearing in uh, Forces of Destiny, uh, like that's my Anakin. They, he he is he is forever my Anakin. And when I yeah, if I read a book, <laughs> if I'm reading a comic, and I and I'm reading a voice for that character, that's who it is, mm-hmm. hands down, um, over Hayden Christensen or Jake Lloyd. I uh, like that is that's that's the character 
that that's that I love. I love right. that version right. of Anakin. I'm kind of eh about the one in the movies, and that's <laughs> that's one of those things where it's like if you if you just open yourself up to it, you can learn to love characters that you thought maybe you hated or. Or uh, sometimes it happens the other way around. But <laughs> yeah, um, Forces of Destiny, like all good Star Wars, expanded the story. Uh, it, it gave us insight into the characters. Um, it, it showed us new relationships or new aspects of relationships that we didn't really get to focus on in other, in other parts of the story. And, uh, and I think that that was all really great. Um, and then the animation, I think, is is actually really good. Um, yeah. My yeah. initial reaction to it was kind of like, eh, it's a little bit too Flash animation-y for me. But um, but there are actually some really great moments, and there's some really great animation. Uh, the Padawan Path, in particular, is a is a fantastic. It's a really well animated episode. Um, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. It. it, it I. I... I, I really love how it's drawn, especially yeah. um, as, uh, since I I'm not that big of an artist. I only draw on the side for fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this show and the way that it's drawn and the way that it's portrayed, I, it made it easy for me to draw some of my own take, like pause the, the episode and then draw it mm-hmm. from there. And uh, I, I really like that style. And um, Skywalking Through Neverland brought up a good point saying that, oh, it could be because uh, that would make it easier for kids to to try to imitate and mm-hmm. and draw what it is that they see on the screen. And I thought that was a fantastic point. You know, you want it to be approachable to children, and you want it to be easy on their eyes. And and this is exactly it. It, it did that. It, it just ugh, it did just that. Yeah. And I'm I'm happy that that kids, at least the kids that I know, are happy with the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I I've watched I. I Car has seen a little bit of Rebels. There's a little bit too much violence in Rebels for for her at her age. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Uh, we haven't watched any Clone Wars because there's way too much violence oh, in no, Clone that's Wars even more. <laughs> for for a baby. But um, I but I watched through every single episode of this with her, um, and uh, she was glued to the screen. And there are not that many things that can hold her attention. She's 11 months old, so it's a little bit tough <laughs> to keep her attention for more than about about a, a minute. And obviously yeah. these episodes are pretty short, but we watched um we watched the first 3 episodes um as because they kind of came out one day after the other. Uh, right. Oh, uh, we watched them all in a row and I I she was like glued to the screen for for all three of those episodes. Now, her middle name is Ray, so <laughs> so you know she's she's definitely connected to that character. She, there are only a couple of characters at this point that she can pick out, sort of like like that you can tell that she recognizes them. Um, uh-huh. And it's like most of them are Disney characters. Well, I guess they're all Disney characters because Star Wars <laughs> is Disney too now. But uh, you know, like she can pick out Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck and 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 like Mickey and the gang and that sort of thing. And she's she goes nuts for Winnie the Pooh, which is really weird because we haven't exposed her to that much of it. But she just like she loves that character. And then Ray is an uh, Ray and Finn. She like <clears throat> she knows them immediately to the to the extent that like she 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 sees the action figures like we'll be at Toys R Us and she'll see Ray and she'll point at it and I I I 
with this, the second the first episode started and she saw Ray, she was like hooked. She That's was totally awesome. Into it. So, um, so it's it's good. Like they, but they definitely like the bold colors, the um, the sort of clarity to it. I think mm-hmm. I think all of that lends itself to to being very kid friendly. Uh, it's very yeah. it's very bold and dynamic. Um, even when the episodes aren't that action packed, like Ewok Escape isn't really that actiony, um, mm-hmm. but it's still it still keeps attention. Um, probably because there's a lot of Ewoks on screen, but <laughs> uh, like it, it still has that because the shapes are so are so um, bold and stylized. Mm-hmm. I think it 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 really manages to 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 hold kids' attention. Um, yeah. And those bite-sized episodes, I think, are really great for that as well. It's a, and I think it's a really, it's a really good entry point into Star Wars for younger kids. I think. Which yeah, is, especially which is if you're more of a visual kid yeah. than like me. Like I, I wasn't into reading as a kid, so you couldn't get me, <laughs> you couldn't get me into reading a book. But if you put a TV show on, I, mm. I totally watch it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was the same. Yeah, video games, comic books. Uh, TV shows, cartoons. That 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 was it. I read a book. Why would I read a book? I, yeah, I love um, books now though. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I work in a library, so I yeah. have to. <laughs> um. So you were you were actually also at Comic Con, uh, yeah. over over the weekend, right? Um, and you got to see. I imagine you got to see the action figures in person. I did. You did. Yeah. And do they look as good in person as they do in all of the images online? Oh gosh, yeah. I I, I really I actually have Leia sitting next to me because oh, I got yeah. her I got her at Target this morning. And I think it's really a really good Leia. I mean uh her clothes. I like that this specific figure that I'm holding is the Endor Adventure set so mm-hmm. it comes with an extra pair of clothing which is the dress that she's given at the very end of the yeah the the endor short and you know you also get the uh wicket yeah so i mean it's it's pricey but it still comes with a lot of accessories so i'm looking forward to playing around with that stuff but yeah i i really like how they look in person i i also like how they captured the likeness i mean sabine is a little bit off i think yeah because yeah because of her hair i think sabine is what sabine would look like if she were real i mean not not necessarily so but i uh, like her hair falls in a different way than what it does yeah. in the show you yeah. know so uh so there are certain characters that are kind of off but you know they're still they still hold that the iconic details like the armor and whatnot. So, you know, that that's Sabine, even though in her face, I might not look it so much, mm-hmm. but, uh, but I did see the others in person. I saw Ahsoka. Ahsoka is by far the best one out of all of them. And I was so happy they put that one up on the, in the display case. And, uh, you got to see the little Tuka next to her as well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, that was a fantastic figure up and up in person. And I also got to see, uh, Padme, which was recently unveil- unveiled at San Diego Comic Con, and I think a lot of people don't say that it looks like Padme. Personally, I think it does for some reason. I don't know. I just see Padme <laughs> when I look at her, yeah. and and I love that they have the Attack of the Clones outfit uh, pilot, Naboo pilot 
outfit for her and uh i'm i'm interested to see how that plays out in the short because i'm 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 thinking that's what the short is going to be based on probably Mm -hmm. before she lands on uh coruscant so yeah i'm I'm excited to see where that goes yeah and and a few other things that uh were highlighted to us were the uh role-playing toys so you have raised extendable staff you have the raised lightsaber that i think comes in purple rather than blue apparently they had tested tested uh kids's favorite colors and purple came out to be the one (laughs) so that's why they gave it a purple uh lightsaber but uh yeah there's other role-playing toys out there that kids should get involved with because the whole point of the line is to uh, expand the imagination and have kids you know take the story that they see on the screen and uh, continue it in in their own living rooms or backyards Mm -hmm. yeah Um, yeah it's it's so great because I think that um, the, the really cool thing about these figures is that is that they're they're definitely aimed at the the young girl market and and that's where we'll probably see them in toy stores is that was that the aisle that they were in where they yes. like sort of alongside yeah, yeah. um <clears throat> which i think is great because i think that 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 section of the toy store definitely needs a little bit more diversity in it mm-hmm. um i i think it's unfair when you go to the boys side i think it's unfair that they're that they're sectioned off um, like here's the girl toys and here's the boy toys as if actually as if, this was in the in the aisle where all the the quote unquote boy toys are located oh, yeah. okay. you know? <laughs> I, I was very surprised because I thought I would find I thought I was going to find them in yeah. the girls aisles but yeah. they were actually with all the other Star Wars Hasbro toys okay um, yeah because like I, I it's I think it's really good it, a few years back um, I, Chris, uh, Crystal my wife and I were shopping for a, a gift for our niece and uh, and and I wanted to get her. She wanted a, a like a Barbie doll, and I was like, okay, we'll get her a Barbie. But then like, let's see what else they have, because <clears throat> like I think it would be really cool if she got like a superhero or something like that. Like you don't just have to be a fashion designer; you can be whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was this was probably well, this is probably like six or seven years ago, at this point, and the the dolls like there was nothing there it was just it was just all the same thing and this was in like the heyday of brats and all that stuff which were even in my opinion worse than barbie in the (laughs) sense that they were like that like just sort of the messaging around them was very like like you know girls are all about clothes and and you know very limiting right um, superficial yeah, yeah very superficial that's a that's a better word for it for sure um and then here comes uh lucasfilm and hasbro uh in 2017 with these figures that are uh they're they're sort of like hybrid action figure dolls right because mm-hmm. they've got the great posability of an action figure but then they've got the like the soft clothes and and hair um, right. And they're a little bit more in the scale of, of something like a Barbie or, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's like this great hybrid of the two things. Um, they they you know, like they're 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 rough enough for adventure play. But then they also have these other things that, you know, some girls who who might not be comfortable with that adventurous stuff yet 
can get these toys and enjoy them for like you say with the Leia, she's got multiple outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, they can. They, it's a good entrance into that, and then you're like, well, she can also, you know, go on an adventure on a speeder bike or whatever, and and, <laughs> uh, and you can like it kind of bridges that gap. And then the other part of it is that I think it's 100% acceptable to give one of these to a little boy. Um, oh, for sure. Because like yeah. that, the Luke and Yoda are fantastic. That Luke Skywalker uh, in Bespin fatigues. That figure is awesome it's that right? i think that's yeah. so great and and the layer that you got comes with wicket and who doesn't want wicket right like i think <laughs> i think wicket crosses all boundaries uh, <laughs> so i like, i think that they've done a really good job and and in my opinion these figures are the best thing that hasbro is doing right now the 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 quality and the build on these the sculpt um the exception might be chewbacca who's Oops, continues to weird me out a little bit. He looks a little <laughs> bit like a Planet of the Apes character. Oh right, I remember someone had mentioned that. But you know, yeah. he's all fuzzy, and I'm yeah. I'm I'm all for a fuzzy character. Yeah, to hug sure. and, and play with. So <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I just I think that they've that they've done such great things, and I'm I'm really excited about the Ahsoka. Um, I'll definitely be picking up several of these. Um, under the the uh, the auspices that that they're for my daughter, but really they're just for me. They're uh, for you. <laughs> but I don't have to make that excuse because I just think that they're really great figures. I think uh, like the Disney Infinity figures were. It's like, well, so Disney Infinity figures are meant for this one purpose for this video game. The video game's all right, but at the end of the day, the figures are even better than the game. Those, oh my gosh, I love those figures yeah. so much. Like I have every Star Wars one that they did. Um, and, uh, and, and I love them. They're incredible. Yeah. Uh, the sculpt and the paint yeah. were just phenomenal. Yeah. The quality on them was just so high. So I'm glad to hear that, uh, that, that in person they're, they're looking just as good as they are in the product shots. Oh um, yeah. Cause I can't, uh, that the resistance Ray, uh, that one is high on my list and it comes with BB eight. So, you know, you can't go wrong with that. I know. Yeah, I'm looking forward to picking that one up. I didn't get a chance to check Toys R Us, but I will this weekend. <laughs> yeah, cool. Um, cool. What else was at, at Comic-Con this week? So I also got to see the Captain Rex six-inch Black Series figure mm-hmm. that they put out after having unveiled him at the panel. And, oh, man, I want that figure so badly. <laughs> And he, this is Captain uh, Rex from Clone Wars, right? Clone Wars, correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. so they're using a new technology, an inkjet technology that allows them to uh, get more accurate facial expressions on yeah. these figures. So both him and Ray are the first to be put, to be used, yeah. um, and that use this technology and... Oh, they're superb, really. I think they really stepped up. Yeah, they really stepped up their game with that. And I'm so glad that they changed the process because now I I really want to get whatever it is that they put on the shelves from now on. Because, you know, currently there's nothing that's really catching my eye. And it's because some of the paint might be off or the Mm -hmm. sculpt might not be as as great. But, yeah, the Rex and that Mascanada, forget it. I am totally going to get those figures. (laughs) Um, yeah, so it was great to see those in person. Uh, the Lucasfilm Pavilion was another great uh, area on the exhibit floor to visit. Um, last year, it was more of a, I think it had the more 
uh, what was it, Masconada's Castle feel to it, and this okay. was more of um, uh, like a oh my gosh, the why is the name escaping me? <laughs> the name of um, the the rebel ships, but they're oh, from like the blockade Alderaan. runner, like like the Tantive yes, Four. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh my gosh, that completely escaped my mind. <laughs> but yes, like the interior of that. Yeah. Um, and you, you know, you had some rebel rebel characters, pilots on the um to take pictures with and whatnot. Um, and I unfortunately did not take a picture because the line was too long for that. But, <laughs> but yeah, right, right around it, you had other uh, merchandise and whatnot with Del Rey and Petco and her universe, Lounge Fly, Tops. Yeah. And yeah, it was great to see this one center, uh, this, uh, this core of Star Wars sitting there. And... Uh, I'm trying to think of what other cool things popped up. I mean, I really love the Del Rey, the, the Lucasfilm Publishing panel that happened on Friday as well. Mm-hmm. That they unveiled a lot of books that are coming to the uh, Force. Was it the Last Jedi Journey to the Last Jedi program, yeah. like they did for the Force Awakens? And I think the one that I really, really want to get is Chewie and the Porgs. I know it's the standout, right? I yeah. the the. <laughs> Everybody's fallen in love with Porgs since since D23. Um, and uh, to the point that they had to do a special article on StarWars.com with Pablo Hidalgo to, to, to get more information about these creatures. And then they were the focus of, of the Star Wars show today. And it's just like Porgs are the most important uh, uh, aspect of The Last Jedi thus far i think like everybody's kind of like like yeah luke skywalker whatever who cares can we get some more information on those little penguin things because those things are adorable they Um, really are and if they don't make plush toys out of those they're totally missing out i said that i said that on last week's episode now i'm i'm still waiting for a plush rathtar um because like my my feelings on Rathars were were really uh, uh, tumultuous, but it like when the first time I saw the Force Awakens, I was like, "That is not a Star Wars monster. That is <laughs> terrible." And then the second time I saw the Force Awakens, I was like, "Oh, that they were actually pretty good." And then the third time I saw it, I was like, "They're pretty cool." And then so that was all in the <laughs> course of twenty four hours. Uh, and then it was a couple days before I got to see the movie again. And I had this funny experience in the theater. I was why I, I had taken my brothers and my dad to to see it um, on the weekend that it had come out. And I was sitting in the theater and I was so excited to be watching The Force Awakens again. And and it was it, like I'm sitting in, in, in the seat waiting for the movie to start thinking to myself about about like what I'm most excited to see. Mm-hmm. And. I had this moment of like that whole sequence on the on on the freighter with the with uh, the 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 Guavian Death Gang and and uh, Kanji Club and then the Rathtars. Right. And I was like, I hated that the first time I saw it. Like the first time I saw The Force Awakens, I thought it was the worst. And then here I was <laughs> on my fourth viewing within like three days uh, going like, no, that's the best part of the movie. And 
<laughs> and to this day, like that is one of my favorite that, that part. And then the part where Poe rescues them on Takodana, like those are my favorite parts of that movie. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I just love Wrath Stars. I just think they're the best. And there's a five well, minute you know... in the five minute Star Wars stories anthology book. Uh-huh. There's a there's the the Wrath Tar part in there. And I read it to Kara once every couple of weeks because I just love reading that that story. That's awesome. You know, I think they're coming out with, if I recall correctly, they're coming out with a figure yes. for the three and three quarter inch line, I think. Yeah. But but that see like that continues to portray Wrath Tars as vicious man eating <laughs> monsters. And what I need is is uh, a, a like a campaign of sorts for for the preservation of Rathtars. <laughs> and uh, like to see them as animals and not monsters because I see because they're they're I think they're misunderstood. I think, I think <laughs> if you were cooped up in in a cage on Han Solo's freighter uh, taken from your home against your will, I think you'd be pretty bent out of shape about it too. That's so. true. You know, like maybe if you just leave a Rathtar alone, maybe it'll just leave you alone, right? So I really think that we need plush Rathtars. I think that that's a thing that needs to happen. Um, and uh, and I'm gonna, I'm, it's a one man campaign, but I'm happy to lead it. So, <laughs> well, here's hoping you get your wish. Yeah. Uh, but I'm sure that we're gonna get if 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 Hasbro doesn't make plush port or whoever because sometimes mm-hmm. it's like Jack specific or whatever that does <laughs> some of that stuff. If they don't do plush porgs, they have no idea what they're doing. Like Lucasfilm <laughs> marketing needs, needs, needs some new hires. Cause <laughs> like those are in the movie to be plush dolls at the Disney store. Right? Like that's the purpose of porgs in the last <laughs> Jedi. I, I can only imagine it's just so that you can go to Disneyland and you can just you can just buy Porg merchandise. It's exactly exactly they're they're, they're tailor made for it. So <laughs> it's like stormtroopers with different art deco on them. It's like uh, you're just you're just printing action figures with new paint. Yeah. Like, like with Porgs, it's like they just it's just a little ball with wings and and giant googly eyes. Like <laughs> they couldn't be easier. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um, well, was there anything else at, at Comic-Con that you wanted to talk about before we wrap up? Um, well, there was also, I had a lovely time hanging out with the creators of the Freemaker Adventures. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to remind everyone that if you're not watching this show, I highly recommend that you yes. do because it's a great show. And it's coming back. Its second season is resuming on July 31st. So definitely hop on that because it's it's definitely a show worth watching, uh, especially uh, as you wait for Rebels to return with its fourth season. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, Freemakers is is uh, pound for pound some of the best Star Wars content being made right now, and and everybody's sleeping on it. And yeah. I don't know why, um, other than the fact that it's Lego. Um, and and it actually made me go back and 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 take a look at at some of the other stuff that Lego had been doing with the Star Wars license. Um, and I, I, it's, it's tough because there isn't really like a place to, to, uh, or at least not, not as far as I found yet to watch the, um, cause there was like the Yoda Chronicles mm-hmm, and like mm-hmm. they, they've actually done like two or three other series of Lego Star Wars and, uh, and, and 
I think that they're just as good. Like I, I think that there are there are moments in in that stuff that I've watched so far that that are just as good as Freemaker Adventures. But Freemaker Adventures is so focused. Um, yeah. Like they're telling an actual narrative Original story. Like story, yeah, a yeah. really well crafted story. Um, it just happens to also be really comedic, and uh, <laughs> that comedy is. It's it's definitely aimed at kids, but there's there's a lot there for adults. So if yeah. you, if you've been skipping the Freemaker Adventures episodes of Rebels podcast, um, go back, watch Freemaker Adventures, listen to the podcast. Uh, Jonah Marie, you also have a, a Freemaker Adventures podcast, right? Yes, with Aaron Goins, and it's called Star Scavengers. Cool. Yeah. So go back, listen to all of those podcasts, and uh, I. And then get on Twitter and and let the creators of Freemaker Adventures know that you like what they're doing because um, I think that they 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 have definitely uh, like glomped on to the the fan community and the and the podcast community those of us who are mm-hmm. talking about Freemaker Adventures um, and it feels really good they're they're really great about about communicating and and that sort of thing and and um, anytime I tweet about Freemaker Adventures. I know that I've got like a half a dozen likes uh, and and retweets and stuff coming because I know that everybody who's working on that show is like waiting for it. <laughs> they're like, oh, <laughs> Rebels Podcast is tweeting about us again. Thanks for watching the show. Um, yeah, yeah. They're always appreciative of, yeah. of the fans who support the show. That's yeah, awesome. So it's your opportunity to be a real hipster about Star Wars and like something that everybody else is ignoring. If, if that's <laughs> If I can sell it that way. It's a, it's a really great opportunity to be way cooler than everybody else by liking the Freemaker Adventures. Yeah, so. <laughs> I liked Freemaker's Adventures before all of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. That's exactly what you could say. Yeah, yeah. I, we were there from the beginning. Yeah, Matt and I were totally last year just like, huh, there's this Freemaker Adventures thing. It seems like it's kind of a big deal. Do you want a podcast about it? It's like, yes. yeah. It's something to talk about until Rebels comes back. It's just a good excuse to podcast. Okay, cool. Well, I'll watch the first episode and you know, we'll get we'll 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 check in and we before we recorded that first episode, it was like you liked it, right? And he was like, "Yeah, it was really good." I was like, "Yeah, it was like really good." Really good. <laughs> and then and then as it went on, it was like like there was I think it was like the third or fourth episode. Um, I think whenever they introduced Bash and Ram or, or, Oh my uh, gosh, that was the, the minds of Grabala. Oh yeah. So yeah. Good. And it was like, what is this show? Cause it's <laughs> not what I think everybody thought it was going to be. Cause they're like, they're making like Laurel and Hardy references and like three <laughs> stooges and like, like there's all this stuff that is, that that's totally not kid jokes. Like they're really sophisticated, like vaudeville style comedy within this kids yeah. show and it's like is this is this supposed to be for kids or is this supposed to be for parents and it's like it's kind of for both and yeah and you get to that episode with the Naboo starfighter and it's like I'm done like this is one of the best Star Wars shows <laughs> ever cuz oh god Xander's joyride yeah. pure amazing it's time oh my god so good it's so good the moment with Vader at the end is Vader. just uh, the only word for it is wizard, right? 
That's, wizard. That's right. It's so wizard. So yeah, I Fruitmaker Adventures. Don't sleep on it. Watch it. You can pick up the first season on Blu-ray, um, which I still I still haven't picked it up yet, but um, it's on my Amazon wish list. So maybe maybe somebody will get it for me for Christmas or my birthday or something like that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's so good. It's such a good show. Um, and season two started off really strong, and I'm really excited for it to come back. So Matt and I are going to be back next week uh, uh, to talk about that um, after that that next episode airs. Uh, so yeah, uh, cool. Well, uh, thank you, uh, Jonah Marie, for, for joining me. Uh, thanks for, for coming by to talk Forces of Destiny so that it's not the opinion of two um uh older uh white dudes uh <laughs> talking about talking about forces of destiny well um, thank you thank yeah. you so much for having me and for even thinking about you know thinking outside the box and inviting someone who, who you know I, I'm a kid at heart, so you could say that the show is aimed towards <laughs> someone like me. <laughs> oh, well, everybody knows that Matt and I are definitely kids at heart, and oh, yeah. probably the majority of us are also kids as well. But yeah, uh, uh, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. It, it was it was great to have you on. It was great to talk to you, um, and uh, and we will have you back. We'll awesome. have you back anytime you want to come back, um, <laughs> and anytime we need to talk about something. That needs the opinion of someone other than Matt and I, because Matt with Matt and I, we mostly just sit and agree with each other. We're just like <laughs> we just kind of both bring the same perspective, so it's good to it's good to spice things up a little bit every now and then with somebody that isn't the two of us. Um, <laughs> so I appreciate that. I where can people find you? Yeah, so you can find me uh, as at blue jag eyes on twitter and instagram and you can also find me at the wookiegunner.com and that's twg site for twitter and the wookie gunner on instagram awesome cool well <clears throat> thank you for for uh joining me and uh thank you everybody for listening uh, as always, you can stay up to date with all the latest uh, Star Wars Rebels and Star Wars animation news by hitting to rebelspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rebelspodcast, and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. I am at arkwolf on Twitter, A-R-K-W-U-L-F. Uh, Matt is at the crankster. Uh, that is crankster with a K. Uh, and, uh, and, of course, this podcast is part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can head over to thunderquack.com and uh, check out the other podcasts in the network. Uh, we got lots of great stuff. We've actually got some new stuff coming soon. Uh, I'm not quite ready to make those announcements yet, but uh, but stay tuned to Thunderquack on Facebook and Twitter, um, and you'll you'll hear about those. I I'll give a little tease. How was here's a little tease. One of them <laughs> is Disney focused. Finally, finally a Disney focused podcast other than Star Wars. Uh, and well, I guess we have a Marvel <laughs> podcast as well, but but like an actual like Disney Disney focused podcast coming soon to Thunderquack. So thunderquack.com um, to stay up to date with all that. Find the links to the Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. Um, of course, if you want to support us, you can do that in two ways. The first is by heading to store.thunderquack.com and buying some merch. You can buy t-shirts, cell phone cases, throw pillows. Uh, you can buy bedding with Star Wars, well, Rebels stuff on it. 
Um, uh, all sorts of uh, great stuff over there on our store. Uh, and uh, you can also support us through Patreon at patreon.com slash thunderquack um, and chip in and get uh, get exclusive uh, exclusive podcasts. Um, you get access to the, to the uh, Thunderquack Facebook group uh, over on Facebook. And, uh, and, uh, we just appreciate it. It, it helps us pay for all of the podcasts. It helps us do things like introduce new podcasts, uh, like we will be soon. And, uh, and we can't do that without your guys' support. So we really appreciate that. Uh, patreon.com slash thunderquack. And, uh, lastly, if you could head, uh, over to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you're listening to this podcast and, uh, give us a rating and a review, it really helps. It, it, uh, helps with those algorithms, those, those ever elusive algorithms. And then more people can hear about the show and the community can, can get bigger and, uh, and, and then everybody's happy. So, um, do that, uh, rate and review. Uh, thank you guys for, uh, listening and we will catch you on the next episode. See you later.